The following information is opinion and not intended to be medical advice. For any healthcare questions, please consult your healthcare physician. Welcome to the Be Well or Die podcast, your go-to source for holistic living and well-being. I'm your host, Dr. Silvio Cazzetto, chiropractor and founder of Be Well Lifestyle Centers. In each episode, we'll uncover the world of holistic health, functional movement, anti-aging, nutrition, and more. Join us as we unlock a path to a healthier and more vibrant you. Let's begin. Here with Dr. Silvio Cazzetto of Be Well Lifestyle Centers. Silvio, great to see you. Great to see you as well. So we've covered lots of different topics in our conversations from chiropractic care to diet and nutrition to exercise. But one thing I want to delve into a bit further with you right now is sleep, which is, many would say, an an equally important part of our overall well-being. So as we get started here, Silvio, most people, I think the first question they would have was, would be, uh, how much sleep do I really need? Because, you know, conventional wisdom is get eight hours every night and you're good. What's your take on that? So that really depends on the individual. I'm huge on the everyone's different uh, subject. Um, What is your stress level during the day? What is your comfort level during the day? Are you getting sunlight during the day? Are you are you moving around? What is your life during the day? Will dictate what your life will be during the night. Um, now let's take away the night owls and the you know the nighttime night shift the third shift workers. They have another problem they have to deal with, and I and I my heart goes out to them. Um, but we're talking about people that work nine to fives. Um, are you, when the sun goes down, are you going to bed two or three hours after the sun goes down? When the sun comes up, are you waking up and are you getting 100,000 lux lumens of light um, into your eyes to stimulate your body's adenosine adapters? I know it sounds complicated, but that's how it works. Um, the proper amount of sleep is go to bed when you're tired, wake up when you wake up, and it will change slightly throughout the weeks, the months, the years, especially as the um, seasons change. But that's really the best advice. If you're a six-hour person, you're a six-hour person. Don't force yourself into eight hours. If you're an eight-hour person or a nine-hour person, don't force yourself into six hours. You'll hurt yourself. It's a very touchy subject. Yeah, I've heard. It's interesting because I've heard people say, you know, for me, eight hours is too much. Six hours is not enough. But seven is perfect. So that would lead me to believe that for some people, eight hours or nine can be too much sleep and it can impact the way that you're able to function the next morning. Correct. So if you look at animals in the wild, if you look at babies when they're born, they're innately allowing their body to say, time for bed, fall asleep. Time to wake up, wake up. Um, it's we, we lose that. We want to go out and party with our friends and eat at night and then come home. <clears throat> and then I like, I like this one, make-up sleep. There's no such thing as make-up sleep. I'm going to make it up during the day. No. Circadian rhythms, your body's internal clock is a huge determination in how your body will, help, will heal and your overall health. It's probably one of the least studied subjects when it comes to health. We talked about supplementation, we talked about water, we talked about exercise and diet, but we but beyond all that is sleep. Um, 
you if you have the perfect diet and the perfect exercise and you sleep for two hours you know a night and force yourself into it something's going to happen to your heart um it's just it's going to happen i don't give a shit how much coq10 you take how much you supplement for heart you're going to screw your heart up and there's so many studies out there there's a ton of studies to show um so really tap into your body if you're tired don't drink an energy drink to stay up and party with your friends go to bed you mentioned circadian rhythms, but you also said the word heal. So I want to ask you about that. If someone has an injury or they're experiencing pain, to what extent does getting a good quality night of sleep help with healing? So sleep is healing. So your body breaks down during the day and heals at night. That's what sleep is. It's your body's way of healing itself. Um, what happens when you go to the hospital and you're in severe trauma? They put you into a coma. Um, what happens when you're sick? You sleep more. When our body is in pain, when our body is in an emergency situation, it sleeps. It heals. Um, and then we throw in things like, you know, Coney Island after the bar at nighttime, and then we go to sleep and wake up, wake up the next day and feel like shit and sit on the couch all day and then can't figure out why it takes us three or four days to feel better. It's because we screwed up our body. Healing comes from sleep, period. What about the early birds? You know, you talked about the night owls. What about those that are, you know, waking up between 4 and 5 a.m. to hit the gym? What is, is there a negative impact there on their sleep? So... When you wake up in the morning determines when your body will want to go to sleep at night. So if you're, let's, let's say you're a seven hour person. Um, you, let's say you go to bed at, uh, I'm, I'm going to be off on my math, but let's say you, you go to bed at eight o'clock at night and you wake up at five o'clock in the morning every single day. And then the next day you wake up at, or, or for a long time. <clears throat> and then one day you wake up at six your body is going to be thrown off. You may fall asleep at the same time, eight o'clock, but your circadian rhythms are going to shift a little bit. Now, I know that's too complicated for most people, but really, and I'm a huge advocate for this, do the same thing every day, the exact same way. Patterns are huge. Your body gets used to patterns. If you eat the same thing every day at the same time, if you go to sleep every day at the exact same time and wake up every day at the exact same time, your body will know it's coming. It will produce the proper chemicals. It will produce the proper hormones. It will shift itself and you'll just have a more efficient system. So that's that mind muscle connection. Correct. Okay. So what about the equipment? And of course, now we're talking about mattresses and pillows, uh, even things like sound machines, how dark you keep your room. There is so much out there in the marketplace when it comes to, you know, different pillows, different mattresses, um, weighted blankets, cooling pillows. We could go on and on. Uh, what is your take on, you know, what's optimal for, for people to get a good quality night's sleep? Well, I uh, probably drove my girlfriend crazy with uh, all this, with my stupid blue blocker glasses and my uh, blackout shades and you know, uh, turn this light off and turn this light on and, hey, Google, I'm going to bed and, hey, Google, I'm waking up and all this crap. Um, so I'm, I'm like a fanatic when it comes to, you know, figuring this out. I sleep sometimes with six or seven pillows and, you know, one behind my back, one between my knees. I'm hugging another one, one under my head, another one over my eyes because it's too much light outside and blah, blah, blah. Um, really easy rule of thumb. Keep the blue lights away. Uh, a couple hours before bed, they trick your brain into thinking that the sun is still up and they decrease your body's ability to go into a deeper REM sleep. And when the sun goes down, let the sun go down. 
don't turn on bright lights. A couple hours after the sun goes down, go to sleep. When the sun comes up, wake up. Um, you know, move around, get sun during the day. Uh, but that's really the basis for it all. As far as, um, you know, sound machines and here, here TV, no. Absolutely. How long? No. How long before Do bed? not watch TV. Sun goes down, turn the TV off. And I know people that sleep with the TV on while they're sleeping. It's just, you're never asleep. We are natural we're natural animals with with instincts that we don't recognize anymore but just because we don't recognize them doesn't mean they're there we you know years ago we didn't want to be attacked by lions and bears so we have the system in our body that is always aware of our surroundings and if our surroundings are the tv it's hearing the tv at all times if it's quiet and peaceful it rests more so that's really a big one. Sound machines are great to if you have sound everywhere. But if you're in a if you're in a house or you know a room or an area that has absolutely no sound, that's probably one of the best ways to sleep. Look at look at the uh, if you've ever heard of a float tank. Um, sound deprivation is phenomenal. We come from we're born in a enclosed environment with no light, with no sound except for our own heartbeat our own breathing, and really that's the best way to sleep. It's funny you bring up the float tank. I was just talking to a friend of mine about this yesterday, and and you can explain it, but essentially, so people know, you you go to a facility where they have pods and and you get into a a shallow pool of of saline water and it's basically completely dark and you just lay there? Is that... Tell us how it works. So it's it's called... um, It's called... um, it's called There's a scientific term for yeah, this. Yeah, no, <laughs> my my brain's not a sensory deprivation. Okay. Um, what it's doing is it's turning off all your senses or as many senses as possible. There is no sound. You can't hear anything. There is no. There's no smell except for your own smell. Um, there's no sight. It's completely dark. So and then you're floating. So there's no pressure points on your body. The 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 salt content is supposedly like five to ten times greater than the dead sea so you're not sinking you're floating and you're not touching anything it's it simulates the womb and what happens is you're getting the most peaceful rest there is and a lot of creatives um i've heard many different uh composers and many different artists say that they get their best work when they're doing sensory deprivation um and they're floating and i absolutely am a huge advocate for floating because we're in a constant state of this sympathetic, you know, beating up of our body. We're we're going here, we're going there, we're sitting here, we're sitting there, we're eating this, we're doing this, we're blah 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 blah, and this is like the ultimate rest. Yeah, well, it's the opposite of that. I mean, I mean, it's sensory overload to me is Correct. just every time you pick up your phone. Correct, hundred percent. This is uh, like you just said, the opposite. Okay, so by trade, you know, you are a chiropractor. So to, back to the to the sleep topic for a moment. You know, when you have people coming in and you're adjusting them, you're giving them a chiropractic care who are having neck issues, who are having back issues, you know, is there a common denominator with what you tell them about their their pillows, about what kind of mattress they should be looking for? Because as we were saying off the top of the conversation here, there's so much out there. There are so many mattress and pillows company today, it, it can make your head spin around. So the problem with a lot of advertising is 
it's one fit for all, which is bullshit. Um, if you're moving around a lot, here's, here's a good starting point. If you move around a lot, you don't want a mattress that's going to sink you down because your bodies are going to, your, your muscles are going to be in a constant state of, I want to move, I want to move, I want to move. And you're never going to get rest. So if you're moving around a lot, if you, if you flip around like a fish while you sleep, you need a more firm mattress to stop you from sinking deep. If you are a sound sleeper, I mean, you don't move then a wonderfully soft, put you into a cloud, disallow you to move mattress is amazing for you. Next, pressure points. You don't want to feel more pressure on any part of your body because it's not good for you. You want to feel the same amount of pressure even throughout your body so you have this sense of floating. That's number two. You also want to make sure that there's no muscle engaged you don't want to have your head twisting to the left or to the right. You want it in more of a neutral position because you don't want one muscle lengthening and the other muscle shortening. You're really going to screw yourself up from that. So how, what's the best way to sleep? People have asked me this before. And I get it all the time. You know, for me, laying on your side with a pillow in between your legs, knees slightly or, you know, completely bent, um, hugging a pillow, so you don't have one arm up um, with your head in a neutral position is one of the best ways to sleep. If you flip around a lot, throw a nice pillow behind your back. You'll still be able to move. And then, you know, now you've got a complete set. So this is like the uh, the pregnancy pillow that so many women use while they're pregnant because, you know, it helps them sleep more comfortably. But uh, I think a lot of them um, will, will tell you that even after they have their baby, they want to keep sleeping with that pillow because it, it helps. Correct. Absolutely. Um, I, and, I, and I'm guilty of falling asleep face, you know, like just on my stomach, face like right in that pillow, turning my head to one way and just completely waking up in the morning going, what the hell did I do to myself? It's It sucks. You have to train your body and, and you have to be willing to train your body. It's like I feel like every every time we talk, I'm, I'm giving people this like you really got to research for yourself. But the truth is you really have to research. So, so to that end... There are all these mattress companies and pillow companies that are internet-based. And, you know, b back in the day, I mean, you, you remember this, you would go into a mattress store and you would actually test out mattresses and pick the one that felt best. So with all these online companies, does it work for people to just, just pick one out based on the reviews they're reading and, and, you know, going through the website and finding out more about what these mattresses are all about? So the goal of any company, especially nowadays, is to make a profit. And that doesn't mean having compassion and saying, our mattress may not be for you. It's our mattress is for everyone. That's bullshit. Um, now, a lot of companies out there do make mattresses of, of different, you know, that have different uh, firmness. So, you know, they're going to have a wider variety. But, you know, what are you sleeping on? What are your allergies? Um, what is, you know, what is connecting you to the earth? I sleep on an earthing pad, um, you know, that we can talk about that at another time. Um, but it's really how comfortable is your body so that it doesn't have to work at nighttime so it can be in a state of healing instead of fix this muscle, ouch my neck, I'm uncomfortable, flip me over, I'm too hot, I have to pee, like all this constant stuff that we deal with all day long. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, and, and people, obviously, they want to get the best night's sleep they can. Um, so I asked you about the mattress. 
Now I want to ask you about the pillow because, you know, I get inundated with these ads myself, you know, on, on social media or just when I'm, you know, browsing on the internet and I've seen some of these pillows now and it's not shaped like a regular pillow. And, and you've seen these, you know, it's like shaped like a square, uh, varying degrees of thickness, uh, different materials. And, you know, when you think about laying your head on a pillow, you know, obviously there's that space right between Correct. your neck and the pillow or your neck and the mattress. So where, where do you stand on that, Silvio? So you, again, you have to ask yourself the question, how do I sleep? You know, do I flip around a lot? So if so, those mat, those those pillows that have the indentation for your head. What do you call those? Um, indentation mat, uh, pillows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, the, cerv like the low, cervical pillows. Cervical yeah. pillow, yeah. It so has the, like that spot that's yes. lower in the middle. Those are horrible if you're moving around a lot. You want to be able to move, and that kind of locks you in place. If you're not moving, they're great. Um, you're your head and neck are basically a square and i sleep on a, on a pillow cube i absolutely love my pillow cube shout out to the pillow cube right. people but they're not the best thing in the world for everybody um but it's it's pushing into my cervical spine from the side so that i'm not lagging and you know everything's nice and comfortable and it does take some getting used to because you're it's it's a new way to sleep down pillows are amazing not um, synthetic down, not kind of down, but a real, and they're expensive, a real down pillow. They conform to the body. They conform to the head and neck. They take the pressure. You don't want to have a pillow that's putting constant pressure on one side of the head, you know, on your ear, on your jaw. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because I have some friends that are dentists that will talk about how sleeping can actually misalign your jaw because the pillow is putting this constant pressure. You sleep on the same side of your face every day. It's pushing your jaw over even, you know, microscopically, it's still doing it over time. So really, how are you sleeping? Um, also a little side note, mouth breathing, mouth breathing is not great for you. Nose breathing is much better. But we'll talk about that in another episode. Yeah, it's it's tough for a lot of people to breathe out of their noses Correct. at night, especially if you're laying on your back. Correct. Um, that's just a struggle that people have. Uh, let me ask you this. You know, as a chiropractor, how, how often do you have people come into your office and they say their neck hurts because they slept wrong? Two to three times a day. So Two that just kind of proves what we were just talking about, proves that point. Correct. And I usually get it on more on the weekends. I was watching the game. I fell asleep on the couch. That's a That's a huge one for me. Um, you know, or the kids hopped in bed with me and my wife and, uh, I had no room. I slept in the corner and I woke up with my neck in extreme pain, stuff like that. It's, it's interesting though. You mentioned, you know, the, the pillow cube and some of these other, uh, items that were like a down pillow, a true down pillow, they cost money. Um, but, but it seems like for most people, it's an investment worth making because you spend the majority of your time during the day, obviously working. And then the rest of it, you're sleeping. That's that's quite a bit of time when you break it down by day, week, month, year, etc. So I, I see a lot of people that live paycheck to paycheck, spending their money on really nice cars. Um, it's kind of cool that you can drive, you know, your five miles to work, your six miles to work in your really expensive, overly priced car. But why don't you take that money and use your eight hours of sleep in a really expensive, overly priced bed and pillow? Um, and, and, you know, a blanket as well. What is your blanket like? Is, is it, is it too hot? So you're sweating all night? Is it, putting enough pressure on your body? Is it cocooning you so you feel nice and comforted? Did you have a shitty upbringing from your parents? And I, and I mean this, you know, do, do you crave being cuddled and held? And does this, you know, that's where weighted blankets come into place also. Um, again, sensory. Um, you know, do you feel 
comfortable in your bed. But I see a lot of people that can't afford a good sleep because they put too much money into their car or their clothes. You know, like, where, where, where are your priorities? What's your ideal uh, sleeping temperature for the room? I'm I'm a 65 degree to 67 degree sleeper. Um, my girlfriend hates it. Um, but, but it's really, it's going to decrease swelling. It's going to help with breathing. It's going to keep the body's temperature at a nice um, a nice regulation. Uh, it regulates it really nicely. Um, it, it's just more comfortable. Windows open or windows closed? I'm. I should be sleeping windows open, but I live uh, in 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 downtown Birmingham, and uh, you know, especially on a Thursday night or a Saturday night, you get cars and motorcycles all night long. So swap that out for air condition. Gotcha. Well, lots of uh, great things to think about as we all try to determine how we can get a better night's sleep. Dr. Silvio Cazzetto, thanks so much. Thank you so much.